Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to this very special Super Bowl edition of the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is Super Bowl Sunday, February the 3rd. 2019 value your wealth in bitcoin not in the nfl seriously okay strong hand long-term thinking one bitcoin equals one bitcoin and uh yeah we're gonna just talk about venezuela today uh because there's a lot of confusion about what's going on there all these rumors conspiracy theories all sorts of stuff so we've got a guest uh, maximo from venezuela here and juan galt is also here to ask some questions I don't even know where Juan Galt is now. He's at some undisclosed location in some undisclosed country somewhere. Who knows? Um, but I want to start out with uh, Maximo. And, and people in the chat, you can ask questions too. Hopefully, I'll, I'll see some of them. Uh, Maximo, a lot of people are saying this is a coup. Is it, I mean, is this a United States coup? Like some people are saying? What, what's going on there? Unmute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's not a coup, it's not a coup, uh, definitely. And it's not the United States forcing, I don't know, some uh, politics to, to, some politicians to, to uh, take Maduro out of the government. Uh, we have to go back, like, uh, um, into 2018, and Maduro won the presidential elections, but those elections were not legal. Uh, three years ago, we, the, the opposition, we won the Congress by, like, we, 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 we have like 80, 87% of, of the Congress in, in our power. And after that, Maduro's regime uh, created like an, another Congress, an, another illegal Congress saying that those, those elections were not were not in place. And um, the other illegal Congress was the one who called for the presidential elections. And they also cheated on those elections. So, uh, so the, 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 that presidential election was not legal. And because of that, if you look to the Venezuelan constitution, the, the, the National Congress can pronounce a new president uh, because the last year the, the presidential elections were not legal, so we, we don't have like a, a, a recognized legal president right now. And that's what they did. And Juan Guaido, the president of the National Congressman, proclaimed himself uh, as interim president of Venezuela, and a lot of countries recognized him. It, it's, it's all completely legal. Okay. So, and again, I, I want to just put this out there again, because there's some people who think this is some master plan by the United States or, or some other country. Uh, this seems to be organic. Is this true? Is, is, I mean, this is coming from the people. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have to look at the pictures? Look, uh, the, the socialists and communists of the world have done a pretty good job hiring journalists from first world countries to spread lies. And that's what that's what is happening. And you see uh, all, all these 
people talking about what's going on in Venezuela, and they, they don't have a clue of what's really going going in here. And they are defending Maduro's regime, saying that the United States government is in, is just doing this because they want the Venezuelan oil. Dude, uh, yeah, probably, of course, every country wants some uh, wants the other the other country's oil or gold or natural gas. That that's obvious. But what what do you think? China and Russia are here working with Maduro because they are because Putin is just a good guy. No, he wants the oil too. He wants to steal our uh, our country also. So it's not like the the, the U.S. government uh, is has planned this for a long time. That that's not true. Man. It's the people in here tired of the the social and economic situation, and and we are taking action. That's it. There you go, people. Pound that like button. It's not some master plan that Trump's been working on since the very beginning. Um, it's it. The people are tired of the situation. Now, we've had Maximo, we've had other people from Venezuela on this show for a few years now telling us about how unfortunate the situation is there. So it, it seems pretty logical the people would get pretty tired of it eventually and figure out a way uh, well, as you said, there were some illegal elections, and according to the Constitution, this is the way to bring about uh, repair to those illegal uh, elections. Now, yeah. uh, Juan Goff, do you have any questions here? You, you have some stuff to say, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at this. Um, oh, am I being muted? No, you're muted? fine. You're good. No, no, you're, I hear you. Great, great. Yeah, I've been looking at the situation uh, quite fascinated, uh, mainly because from the libertarian perspective, there's been a big narrative, uh, and not just libertarian, I think the mainstream media has been saying how bad the situation in Venezuela is for the past like 20 years, just drumming it up, and it's been getting worse and worse, and and and, and I think everybody that I know is sort of concerned about the situation in Venezuela. Um, but now with, with Trump sort of, uh, you know, pushing, just getting into the game, pushing the cards, right? Uh, it seems like everybody's saying, oh, well, the United States has had a role in, in the situation in Venezuela. Um, so I, I just want to bring that up for context, and I think we can we could probably discuss it a little bit and and break it down. So the first thing that happened that's really relevant to our to our audience and the sort of the, the things we talk about in the show is that, uh, as far as we can tell, the United States called up the United Kingdom and was like, "Hey, uh, you know that gold that you're holding for Maduro? Uh, just don't give it to him," and and they followed that. They they did that. So they 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 refused Maduro the gold. No, now no, that, that's not true. That's the defense of that is that. Uh, it's not true that they refuse Maduro the gold. No. I mean, it's not Maduro's gold. It's Venezuela's gold, and Maduro's. No, no, it's not true that, right? that uh, Trump called the, the the United Kingdom. They uh, they they did it. They took that decision, uh, and they will have took it whether it was Maduro's or some someone else's presence, because there is a contract where you cannot withdraw that gold. Until someday, I don't remember what the day is, but that, that's the reason. So, so you're saying that the United Kingdom did, refused this to give them their gold because of the United Kingdom's own rules, not because of what the United States told them to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the case. I still, still, it goes to the point. Uh, not your vault, not your gold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no matter either United Kingdom didn't want them to have it. Or the United States didn't want him to have it. Uh, but you could continue, uh, Juan Gold. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, it's understandable that they would refuse them the gold in a sense because that gold is not Maduro's, and if Maduro's presidency is in question, yeah. then certainly it, it is almost like good for them to, to do that since they have that power, right? Granted, again, you know, not, not your gold vault, not your gold, but okay, so that's where it began, and that, that was sort of the big news flash that I saw, and then now, you know, the, some of the big neocons, right, like John Bolton, I think his name is, and or Mr. Bolton, a few other people that have been involved in regime change in the Middle East for a long time, uh, are now basically coming out again and being put in charge of this sort of like of this uh, incursion into Venezuela, right? And so the libertarian argument is uh, it doesn't matter what's going on over there; you shouldn't get involved. But on the other hand, we have we have this this sort of reporting by uh, this, this woman that's uh, I think the Empire Files or something. She had some some big reports there, uh, and uh, she's the one point like painting this as a complete sort of invasion, American invasion, and painting the, the resistance movement uh, by Juan Guaido as a, as a kind of, uh, as, a, as a, an American puppet. But she never pointed out that that Maduro's sort of, uh, con you know, election was basically held by a new Congress that he spawned up. Like he just created a, a parallel government and said, hey, you know, so I, that's really fascinating. Uh, I just wanted to lay that out to give some context. I'm really curious about uh, if you could share with us some of the, some of the, instances of of election fraud that you get you have heard about uh because uh i haven't really like i've heard that there was election fraud but i would love to hear some 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 examples yeah well the, the first example is uh the government using all the money to uh make uh publicity uh, about uh, maduro and sanctioning all the other uh, national channels if they could the opposition leader, if they give the opposition leader some room to, to speak, and and they, they kind of put in on on, on on publicities and all that kind of stuff. So that that's censoring. That's the first one. Uh, that's before the the, the 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 election take place. You know, they always do this. Uh, when the election take place, you can understand that the the, the state is is like the the organization with most employees here in Venezuela. Like I, I can say, like sixty percent of the people are employees of the of the states, and that's uh, that's a strategy that all socialist and communist countries uh, uh, do because then you control the people, you know, and uh, they force the people to vote for the government in order to not fire them. So that's cheating, also, and. Uh, there have been proof about a company that's called uh, a Smart Matis, which is the company who handles the machines that the government used to, uh, to, to, for, for the people to vote, and those machines are manipulated. Uh, so so th there is a lot of stuff, and you see like the, the, the results on the machines do not match the results on paper. So after the elections, all the, the government sent like the national guards to take all the, the the paper that is printed when you vote. So people cannot make the, the like the, the like cannot matches or the vote results and see that it's they they have been fraud. Mm -hmm. So mo those are the three cases like I, I can say that is the, the government always plays the same the same thing oh, uh, again and again. Wow. Now, now I, I want to say I think part of the in the in the U.S. people are trying to I guess downplay what's going on or blame it on the United States because certain people in the United States are are fearful or very fearful the United States will get into another military altercation and they're so scared of that 
they're willing to just say, well, this is uh, this is a coup by the United States. We, we we shouldn't be we shouldn't be touching this at all. Um, what I want to ask is, uh, do you see this turning into a war, or do you think that an economic sanctions that he, he, Maduro's already on the way out with the current economic uh, situation? And would, no. would do the people there even want the United States to help economically or militarily, or or did, do? Or is the United States even on the radar of the people of Venezuela? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, they are. Look, uh, here is the situation, okay? We have uh, a lot of people, a lot of bad people who are drug dealers, murderers, thieves, and, and they are in charge of our country. So it's not going to be easy. They are not going to leave the power of the country by elections, by, by a democratic ways. Because if they do that, they will end up dead or in jail. So they have no option. They have to hand on to that power as long as they can. That's a problem because uh, we don't have guns. That's, that's the thing. We cannot go out there and like make a civil war because the normal people in Venezuela do not have guns. So you, got, you have like 10, 15 million people going on, going on the streets and if a thousand National Guard want to shove them and kill them, they can because we cannot defend ourselves. So that being said, yeah, we probably need uh, some overseas intervention, intervention in order to take these guys out of, uh, out of the power, out of the control of the Venezuelan government. Uh, it's complicated because we, we uh, 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 overseas information, we have like two examples. The first example is Syria, Libya, Iraq, and they all end up getting worse after the US or some other country uh, intervene. And the other example that we have is, is Panama. Uh, th there was an overseas intervention, actually, was the U.S. getting to Panama in order to take Noriega out. And Panama right now is a very nice place with a really decent economy and people are not like dying or starving or something. So those are the two scenarios. Uh, I, I would like to end up like Panama, really, but I don't know, because in here, the, the problem you gotta understand why is the U.S. government and other countries getting involved? And the reason is uh, you have these guys committing crimes against humanity, killing people, kidnapping people, and that's the first one. You cannot allow that in the world, you know? The second one is that Venezuela is like the, the niche of a lot of terrorist organizations. We have here uh, a one terrorist organization called uh, La FARC, which is a, a Colombian terrorist, terrorist organization. And there have been proof that uh, the, 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 the Venezuelan government have been helping like uh, Al Qaeda, Hezbollah, and all those like uh, Middle East uh, terrorist organizations. So that's a threat, a threat for all the world. And finally, the Venezuelan government, the, like uh, the, the president, Nicolás Maduro, their child are uh, in jail in the United States because of dealing drugs. So the, the, the Venezuelan government 
are, are uh, drug dealers, like recognize drug dealers, and that's another problem. So that's why the US, the US government and other governments are trying to intervene in order for, for those problems not to grow and, and become a real threat to their nations. Well, I want to I want to point one very important thing out uh, that you said. Well, I want everybody out there that's in the United States of America to pound that like button for the Second Amendment, because listen to what he said. He said we have no guns. If the National Guard just want to mow us all down, they could do that. They, I mean, this is <laughs> people in the United States, you know, make jokes about the Second Amendment. Oh, we don't need guns. We don't. The government is always great. I mean, look at the story he just told. I mean, that is, that's a really big, uh, thank thank God the United States has a Second Amendment. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had forgotten about Panama. You know, we, we do focus all on all of the recent uh, meddling, you know, the United States getting into these situations. But that that one from, what was it, whatever, it was from 1989. I don't even remember when it was. Uh, the Panama thing, that, that turned out all right. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm... I mean, there's so many people in America who, who don't talk about that uh, situation now because there's just a bad taste in everyone's mouth in, in America to, you know, another military intervention is what, what's going to happen here. And uh, but but again, I, I do wonder economically if the if some of the things that the United States can do can can help bring about this this the end to the situation. Yeah, um, actually. Actually, there have been a lot of uh, changes in terms of economic because of the of the sanctions. Look, uh, the, the the company who handles the, the oil sales from Venezuela the, uh, uh, from Venezuela in the United States is called Citgo. Yes. Trump administration blocked their accounts so they cannot say, sell oil to the United States companies, private companies, and. Um, uh, th those those sales represent like eighty five percent of the of the sales of oils uh, from of the Venezuelan government. So you took out liquidity, like dollar liquidity, out of, of Maduro's hands. So that's good uh, because if, if you leave Maduro's regime without money, they cannot bribe the military forces and and pro they probably won't. Won't defend uh, Maduro's regimes anymore. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to ask about that. Like, can do you think the army will switch? <laughs> if if they can't be paid anymore, they will take him out. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm, I'm completely sure about that. Well, that's that's good. The other thing I wanted, you know, that you said that that's been rumored for quite a while, but people don't believe it. Is that Middle Eastern terrorist organizations are related to vet? have presence in Venezuela. You are pretty sure yeah. of this. They, they have, yeah, they, 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 there have been proof of that. So, look, uh, probably the, the people in the United States do, do not know this because the, the press is not interested of, of pu publishing that, you know? They just want to publish uh, uh, bad things about Trump. But they're not saying that the Venezuelan government are criminals. They, they don't tell you that. You have to figure it out that for yourself. That, that's the issue. And also, you, you know that we have uh, uh, currency and capital exchange in here. And normally, like from the past 20 years, the price of the dollar in the black market have been 
higher than the price of the official dollar in here, right? Because the government use those dollars for themselves. They, they don't give it to the people, so you have to go to the city to buy it. After the sanctions, because the Venezuelan government needs to acquire more dollars, they set up the price of the official rate of the dollar higher than the black market price of the dollar. So right now, if you have a bank account in another country, it's cheaper for you to use those dollars than to use Bolivars in here. And that's a way for the Venezuelan government to acquire dollars because they United States because of the United States sanctions. Also, this week, the, the, the Venezuelan government sell, uh, sold like, uh, like uh, 500 million dollars worth in gold to Saudi Arabia in cash for, for cash. So they are like doing a lot of crazy, they're taking like a lot of crazy decisions in order to, to have liquidity for them to, to keep supporting the, the military forces and, and keep a steady power. Wow. Juan Galt, any, any, I'm sure you've got some more questions. Yeah, uh, well, I just wanted to um, uh, kind of reiterate one of the points that you touched on, which is, uh, this is, it's something that I, I read recently trying to understand what's going on down there and I found it completely fascinating. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, my understanding is the oil industry in Venezuela is nationalized and yeah. the, the profits from that are going uh, directly into Maduro's hands in order to fund his own government. Is that is that correct up to, up to recently? Yeah, yeah, is that correct? Yeah. So there's this article that I found on Twitter, uh, and I just posted it under your uh, your live tweet on, on Twitter about the show, Adam. And uh, it was written by a guy that was uh, kind of a, a liberal activist, researcher, academic. And it it's a really great sort of long piece about the, the political backstory of, of Venezuela, but also going through through the sort of the political backstory of socialism in general. And I, I have to recommend that, that article because um, it really it really revealed a lot of a lot of elements that I haven't seen anywhere else in the media. And I've been paying close attention to the story. And that was one of the things that 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 was interesting is that he's actually funding his own operation through the nationalized oil industry and that was a, that was interrupted recently by the the trump administration so that's that's a big sort of new um uh boycott essentially that that happened is it also true that 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 money is now going to juan guaido yeah they, co they control uh i think not yet but in the future the, uh, juan guaido and, and the, the opposition will control those accounts Actually, they, they they are in the process of naming a new CEO of Citgo, which is the company who handles the Venezuelan oil in the United States. So, yeah, the problem is that, yeah, they will handle the accounts, but they cannot handle the oil in here, because obviously Maduro is not going to say any, any oil to the United States if they are not going to uh, get paid for it. So, but... but Look, man. If if it was, if it weren't for the United States uh, or any uh, outside country helping us, I think that there is no way we can get out of these guys, get rid of these guys. That there is no way that we can do it by ourselves. Now, I want to be into the control and power. One, the, the the new leader, Juan Guaido, or um, whatever, he is not a conservative, correct? What 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 would you classify him as? 
Look, uh, I didn't know these guys. This guy until until he he was named the president of the com of the Congress. And I'm so happy that uh, because you gotta understand something. Uh, also, a lot of uh, opposition leaders have been involved in corruption cases, working with the state, getting rich uh, from the state, from Maduro's regime, and working with them. So uh, in the past two years, just, uh, th there was a sentiment here in Venezuela that we were lost because even if our own leaders were working with the government, what, what, what could we do, you know? So uh, after, uh, after uh, Juan Guaido was named uh, president of the Congress, th there was a sense of hope because if this new young guy that have never been involved in corruption and, and th th that have never been working with the state. So th th there is new hope because you know uh, th there is a chance that this guy is working for get Venezuela into a better place and not just to put money in his pocket. Mm. Well, good. This is uh, uh, we, he did he did come out of nowhere. That was uh, kind of yeah. odd. And we, I, I want to ask: Is his life in danger? Uh, since he has no control over the military. Yeah, probably, man. The, the, they can take him into jail. I, I, I don't see the Venezuelan government doing that because if they do that, trust me, they, 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 the, the United States F-16 would get here like in a minute. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see them doing that, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's in a dangerous place right now, but yeah. you know that th those are risks that he's gotta take in order to to take uh, Venezuela uh, in, in the good path again. Yeah, that that actually is a very good point. Since he, the United States and Canada and France recognize this guy as the leader, if he was suddenly murdered, I I, I yeah, I think we probably would the F-16s would start a flying at that point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I didn't think about that. But he what what I was think what I was thinking of is they I thought they took away his passport, like they don't want him to leave. I mean, he might be under yeah. some restraint. Yeah, he cannot leave the country right now. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, he's definitely he's, life has to be in danger. I mean, this is this is a a critical sort of crisis moment for Venezuela, and everybody's paying attention. And he is sort of the 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 lead sort of knight in a sense in the in this in this fight. I mean, he, as, yeah. as what I was one of the things I read is he was American educated, right? So that's that's important to know. Um, I think um, you know, one of the things that I've heard, one of the critiques of Juan Guaido is that he is not he's he's even less popular in Venezuela than even than even Maduro. Uh, I don't know if this is true. But I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about uh, how the media works in Venezuela. Like, is, is all media state control? Is it all owned? Is it all under the the, the hands of Maduro? Or is there more sort of free competition in, in, in media such that he can make his case and still lose, right? Because if, if he can't, then it's not, not a fair criticism. And no, the, all the media is controlled by the states. You have some like freelancers who do radio and something like that, but even they are being chased by the government. There are some like private companies, but those companies are owned by uh, the, some of the leaders of, of the regime. You know, yeah, they're private, but they follow the government. And if you don't follow the government, uh, your your channel gets shut down, and they 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 take your company. So you have no choice. Actually, uh, the government 
they they said that if you name the uh, one white on national TV, you will get in jail. If you say something about a new president in charge, you will get in jail. So there is no free free speech or, or free thinking in here. So, so is he less popular than Maduro? What what do has well, everyone heard of in that sense? I, I don't know what you mean. Like popular, like there are more people supporting Maduro, or or popular in the sense that no, nobody knew this guy after he was named president of the Congress. Well, you know what? I, I really should have a better source. Um, I think um, my understanding of the claim was that he had uh, his ratings were lower or something like that. But again, like I think the, those those that story is in those stats are probably people should really do some some double checking on that. I'm just sort of kind of relaying the narrative that I've heard uh, in in sort of popular media um, in recent days. But I don't know exactly what they meant. I think it was around the around the approval ratings, but. Probably also like people don't know who he is, so no, he, he, he has a, a lot of a lot of people supporting him. Uh, I'm gonna after the show, I'm gonna look at uh, and send you guys some videos and, and photos about the, the protests that have been going on here. You can see the amount of people supporting White Dog and the very little amount of people supporting Maduro because the government have done a, a lot of protests too, and they're they're paying people and. and from from other states to come to Caracas to protest because they don't they don't have enough people to like to to make it seems uh, I don't know decent like a decent protest and uh, and the um, the 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 amount of people that had uh, went to this that had been to the street uh, supporting Guaido is crazy man it's crazy like a, a million millions and, and thousands of people. Uh, following this guy, the, the, he has a lot of a lot of support from from the Venezuelan people. Then, I want to I want to ask about that because there, and I I believe you hundred percent. There are people in the Western world who've said those those are fake that, that that those protests really didn't happen. They happen, right? Well, there is a you you can you can uh, uh, like change yourself, you know. Uh, if you take if you take that picture and you put it into a Google search engine, and uh, I, I don't remember that, how how to do that, but you can you can check if that picture is fake or have been taken like six years ago, or or if it or if it is a picture that was taken today in Venezuela. You can check it by yourself, man. Actually, the the government is using fake uh, videos and fake pictures in order to make it like an image that they, they have a lot of people supporting uh, supporting them uh, to this day and it's funny because last week in one of their protests they put a video of a, of a, a, a protest that was placed like, like like three years ago and Maduro was talking while they were uh, they were uh, displaying the video on national TV and then in the video was Maduro in the protest. So he was talking and also in the protest. It was really funny. Like these guys really don't know what else to do in order to, to like make an image that people are supporting them while, while they're not. Well, you see, and that's it. Who, I mean, give us the other side. Who would support Maduro at this point? What constituency would support him? Just those who work for the government who are in with the corruption? 
I mean, is it, that that doesn't seem like a very large yeah, part of the population. Guys, those guys, uh, guys have, that have been brainwashed, that uh, that like they believe that the, all our economic problems are because of the United States. But those people are a very very little amount of people, and uh, I don't see how how can you support the George Starman and most of those people have nothing to eat. Most of those people are dying because they have nothing to eat. So how can you support the regime that is getting you killed, man? I really don't know. Those guys have been brainwashed. Yeah, that's a that's a hardcore uh, believer when you're starving and you're still supporting the. They're just not very intelligent at, at that point. They're not. They're not thinking. And at that, yeah, but well, man, you got you got people supporting the Cuckoo's plans today. So yeah, people. people well, you know, people people are crazy, yeah. but they're, they're not like they're really a small niche. Uh, I, I want to bring up one thing about uh, well, we're, we're getting to a little bit of Bitcoin here, real quick. With uh, Juan Guaido did mention Bitcoin in his past, which is uh, yeah, I, I guess that's a positive. I don't know if that's being blown out of proportion by the Bitcoin people here. Um, I, I comment on that, but there was a question from the audience. Vention Bigtal sent five bucks. Thank you, Vention. He said. Any progress with the Bitcoin Lightning Network in Venezuela? The wallet of Satoshi is an amazing thing. Uh, not yet. No, there is no real adoption. You have some people like me and other guys uh, like playing with it, but no, no real adoption right now. Uh, we don't have time for that, really. Uh, uh, we're working on, on getting uh, people to use local Bitcoin in order to avoid hyperinflation, and that's and I think that that's the best use case that you can have, like using Bitcoin to save your wealth and your life. It, do, it does not get better than that, really. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. That should be the prime concern right now. And once everything settles down, then they can get in the Lightning Network and making little transactions. Right now, it's not about sending like five cents to someone. It's about like preserving any wealth you yeah. have. Actually, it doesn't make sense because you know you, you have bolivars in here. You want to spend your bolivars. You don't want to spend your bitcoins. So, uh, you use your bitcoin as a store of value or a way to, to to take your money out of this country in order to take uh, acquire dollars in, in in your bank account outside your country. And uh, but th there is no real reason in order for us to use Lightning Network right now. There will be in the future. But right now, Bitcoin is working just fine for for us Venezuelans. Uh, and I had a question about local Bitcoin. Someone tonight asked me before I arrived here uh, if if the do you think the local Bitcoin numbers are accurate for Venezuela? Because they're like tremendous. Uh, the statistics. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're accurate. Well, uh, actually, they're better than you see in the charts because, uh, like like you know, I have a company that uh, helps. Other companies uh, acquire bitcoins through local bitcoins, and we have been operating for the last three years. And we know a, a lot of other people uh, who are also traders in local bitcoin. And sometimes we transact outside of local bitcoins in order for for uh, avoid that one percent fee that you have to pay. So th there are a lot of people transacting uh, uh, like not using local bitcoins platform. 
so the volumes are higher than 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 you actually see see in in a lot of different charts. Very very interesting. Now now going back, I want to ask a Russia China type of question here because it, their their best interest is keeping Maduro in charge because they want oil, right? I mean, is that is that the is that the way it is? Yeah, and because they are lending money to Venezuela at these crazy rates, like thirty six percent or twenty percent a year, so they're getting rich while we're getting poor, and and that that's that's why that they they want to keep Maduro's in place because if Juan Guaido gets into into the president into the, like the formal president of the of the Venezuelan government. Uh, they will probably won't. They won't pay that that debt because it was uh, like illegally acquired for from the Venezuelan government. So there is a chance that China and Russia lose their money if Maduro gets kicked kicked out. Yeah, they'll default on the loan. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's yeah. that. That would be a lot of countries have done things like that in the past. When it, when it's China, what do the people of Venezuela think about China? Ah, uh, we hate it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. and Russia too. Yeah. Well, compare for the average Venezuelan. What, what's what's more favorable, China or the United States? No, United States, man. So uh, the the United States have have helped us to to uh, like to handle this situation uh, that, that without their their help we wouldn't be able to, to get to this point today, you know? I think we're really close to, to getting out of this trouble. I'm not talking like in two weeks or, or two days, no. I think that we will be in this situation at least one or two years more. Oof. But yeah, yeah. This could drag but, on? This is gonna drag on for a year? I mean... Uh, yeah, I think, and it's, you, you gotta understand, it's not easy. These guys are not going to let, uh, give away their power that easy. So, if we get military intervention, it's not like in a day we will kick out all these guys, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Uh, the economic crisis is going to get worse and worse every day. A lot of people are going to die. But uh, I, I finally have hopes that we, we I see the light uh, uh, at the end of the tunnel. Man. Yeah, awesome. it's going to take a little bit more time, but we have been through this for 22 years, from 22 years, man. And if, if it takes one or two years more to finally get my country into the right path, and get out of these communist and socialist guys and drug dealers, terrorists, and and finally uh, put Venezuela in the place that it needs to be. Well, man, I, I can't wait, really. All right, Juan Gold, I'm sure you've got some things to say. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, nobody would like to see uh, Venezuela turn into a kind of Syria or, you know, some yeah. kind of Middle Eastern kind of like battleground like that. So let's hope that. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's sort of aim at that not happening. I think, um, you know, we do have an example of the North Korea um, conflict de-escalating quite well under the Trump administration. I think that's that's something that shouldn't be ignored. And I know there's a lot of thought around anything that Trump does, but it seems like there was actually good good stuff that happened there. Uh, so hopefully it will be a situation like that, like the escalation of North Korea, but in Venezuela. And um, 
that that I think uh, uh, would be would be excellent. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, I really hope that this there's a you know reasonable, peaceful transition, and and I really looking forward to a peaceful Venezuela because uh, you know all Latin America is feeling it. I mean, and 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 everybody, this is a problem that's very um, very obvious uh, to anybody that's paying attention. Uh, we saw Colombian president, uh, the the Brazilian president, Peruvian president, and the Canadian and the Canadian uh, government all back Juan Guaido. So and the, the European Union also. Who else? The, the United U Kingdom. European Union. European, European Union. Union. Right. So this is a this is a very serious sort of move. It's probably the most serious I've seen ever uh, in regards to the conflict in Venezuela. But I mean, I'm not a historian, you know, and I know this has been going on for a while. So let's hope that let's hope that this, you know, that that a, that a good transition occurs here. You know, something something that I heard that is there something called like the Uruguay plan? There, there's some plan by some local, uh, some some countries around there. You know, a, a way forward or something like that. I forgot what I knew. Uruguay was named in it. I don't. I don't. There were some other countries. Do you know what I'm talking about, Maxima? And uh, no, it, I, I I really don't. There was some. There was some liberal politician in the United States that said, "Well, they should just follow the 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 path that was devised by." And I forgot. I I, I forgot. I should have looked this up beforehand. Oh well. Uh, because again, there are just a lot of people in the. There are a lot of people in the United States that think anything the United States touches, any side that they pick, is is bad, is wrong, and and it's it's a conspiracy, and it's it's all some master plan of the United States. Um, so I. There, there's and, and both on the liberal side and the conservative side, there are people that are in, in the United States that just do not trust what 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 side the United States picks. That they always pick the wrong side, and maybe Maduro yeah. isn't that maybe Maduro isn't that bad. And we don't we don't want another Libya there. I mean, just let's ignore it. Let let them take care of their own problems. And and, and it's, I mean, what do you have to say to, to that? I mean, I mean, this is your 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 pitch to the people of the United States to just you know, to, to tell them whatever you want to tell them, I guess. Yeah, well, actually, I uh, I think that Trump has done a pretty good job in the United States uh, in, in his president period. And uh, uh, there have been thoughts spread around him since day one. Uh, and I think it's, it's just the press and, and the system that don't want Trump to be in there. So they're, they're paying all these journalists and all these people. And of course, I don't agree with everything Trump says or does. I don't agree with uh, the way Trump treats women. Of course not. Uh, uh, I, I don't agree with, with like how he refers to the wall that he's going to build. I agree with you have you, you got to have con uh, control in your immigration process. Of course, you got to have control in your immigration process. Uh, but uh, the Trump administration has helped this country a lot, something that the Obama administration did not, because Obama, like, he, I don't know if he liked a dictatorship or something, but he didn't. He, he could have helped us early, and he didn't, you know? And, and Trump, Trump, Trump has. Trump administration has helped us. And uh, it's time for, for for the people to stop believing every, everything they read in, in the newspaper. You know, you, you, you have to be smart. You have to stop being an 80 percenter and, and to do your, do your own research and make up your own mind in, in every situation that, that you see in life, like politics, economic or uh, and social situations. 
you, you cannot just uh, follow what you see on CNN or, or something like that. Uh, and look, if we get through this, if we Venezuelan get through this, I think that there is a brighter future for us because now we don't trust the press, we don't trust the politics, we saw that socialism and communism is just a fantasy, that they don't work in real practice. <laughs> we learn about economics, we learn about what really real money is, like real censorship money, and that's Bitcoin and nothing else. And uh, besides that, they have been, this has been a, like a ter terrible, terrible experience. If we get through this and we get these guys out of our country, man, the, the, the amount of learning that we can teach our kids and the younger generation about all these 22 years, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing and, and we will not uh, be in this situation anymore. Uh, in, the, not, not in the near, nor in, uh, in the future. Now I want to I want to go back one one final thing going back to the Panama situation in 1989. It was at the end of 1989, yeah. and it it lasted only a month and a week or something. It went into 1990, and it was over. And I think the main goal of the United States in that operation was to get rid of Nor to to capture Noriega, which they did. Yeah. Um, would you be up for just a? I mean, if the United States could spend send special ops in there just to capture Maduro, would that solve the problem? No, no. Look. Uh, I don't see uh, the situation playing like Panama, just, uh, just as, as I don't see the situation playing like Libya or Syria. Uh, because first, we don't have like a, a religious cults being involved. So that, that was one problem in, in the Middle East, like the religion. And it's not going to play out like Panama because Noriega was not like in charge of the whole uh, army. And they and uh, the, the the government have created like uh, I don't know how to say it like uh, a small groups of people, a small groups of radical people that they they gave guns to them. So if something happens, even if the military forces don't support Maduro, you will have like a decent force of civilians, radical civilians with a lot of guns, I'm talking a lot of guns, yeah, serious, serious, uh, a serious army that will fight for, for in order to keep Maduro and his regime in charge. So I, I don't see lasting, if we have like a, a, a overseas intervention in here and the, the United States uh, government sending military forces to Venezuela, I don't see it like that they can get rid of this problem like in a month. No, no, it, it will it will take a, a, a little bit more than that. Oh God, yeah, that it, doesn't sound good. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Ron. This is a very delicate situation, in part because Venezuela um, has a, a lot of experience. I mean, sort of Venezuelan sort of um, radicals, in a say, let's say, have have a lot of experience in in uh, guerrilla warfare, right? Like, like for those not familiar with the history, Colombia. And Venezuela, and, and in a sense, like they were, they were united back in the day. But there's like an old dark communist sort of political branch that became sort of the Maduro regime today. And and those guerrillas were sort of inside Colombia as well. And there was like a long 50, 60 year guerrilla warfare in Colombia, and that was in part supported by the Venezuelan politics. From what my understanding, you right? I'm no, I'm no expert on the matter. But but no, no, you're right. You're right. 
this is the equivalent. I mean, it has been uh, uh, made equivalent to like the Vietnam War, right? Like if the United States went into into um, into Venezuela in heavy military force, it could be a, a long, prolonged sort of uh, forest-style guerrilla warfare, and that's the worst-case scenario. Um, I think, um, yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, we want to go that route. The good news is I heard something about uh, Maduro saying that he's interested in talks. He's open to to doing talks, and I guess that means talking with 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 Trump about it or like the Trump administration, right? Um, and 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 I think part of the goal is to start privatizing some of the industry, uh, obviously because America wants to get in on that, right? So, you know, and 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 so I think that that would be part of the part of the solution. If if the industry is privatized to some degree in in Venezuela, that's going that's going to shift. The balance of power a little bit more is going to certainly destabilize Maduro's regime, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think a, a full-out war would be is 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 you know it it is a sensitive moment and, and it's important to really avoid that because that would be that would be terrible. And, and and people in Colombia sort of have very personal experience on what it is to try to fight guerrillas. It's really hard, very um, very hard. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't see these guys leaving this country peacefully. Really, they uh, they have so much to lose. They have so so much to lose that I I don't see them living peacefully. Unfortunately, man. Uh, but yeah. we will see. Uh, if they live peacefully, bro, that that <laughs> that would be amazing, really. Where, where, where uh, would they go? Though? That's the problem. Like, where would they go? Right? Uh, I don't know. Cuba, maybe Russia, China. <laughs> go to Cuba. Know, yeah. yeah. Right now, I mean, if, if, if I was uh, one white old, and I will like tell these guys, like, okay, you stole a lot of money, you kill a lot of people. You know what? We forgive you. Leave this country. Take all your take all your stuff. Leave this country. Never come back, and we'll do we'll do nothing to you. Like, go to China, go to Russia, go to Cuba. Just just leave Venezuela alone, and that that. For me, that's good enough, man. I just want these guys out of here. Mm -hmm. They already stole the money. We we can recover ourselves. We 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 have really smart people and really hardworking people in here. And if that's what it takes, like to forgive them, bro, bro, I I I I signed the paper. You know, leave the country, take all your stuff, take your family, go to Russia, go spend your life in there, uh, and leave Venezuela alone. That. For, for me, that would be amazing, but I, I don't see that happening. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, we can't change the past and everything, but I want to ask if the people of Venezuela had guns, like the people in the United States do, would this, it, it would never have come to where it is right now, would it? Well, uh, look, Ukraine, people in Ukraine had guns, and there, there was a civil war, but it, it, ended, up, it, it ended up quickly, you know? And yeah, probably, look, it, it's not coincidence that every uh, communist state, the first thing they do is put gun controls in their country. It's not a coincidence, it's a strategy. It's a really a, a known a Cuban strategy to take the guns out of the people in order for them, for when they want to protest, you can shut them and you can kill them and they will get scared, and you will take control of the population. It's 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 as simple as that, man. You should have the right to defend yourself against other people. You should have the right, okay? So the Second Amendment rocks. 
<laughs> pound that like button for the second amendment people all right let's let's wrap it up juan any final thoughts and then uh maximo thanks for coming on it's a fascinating conversation again i, I like that article below i think it's a really excellent very educational read very profound sort of detailed read on the matter uh, it's linked below your tweet uh adam meister uh, about this live show and uh let's 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 keep uh Let's keep uh, talking about it. Let's see. Let's see how things continue. Yeah, Juan, thank you for that link. I will actually add it below this video right after we get off the air and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have you on, Juan. Really great questions. I knew you, you'd done some good research into this. And of course, the star, Maximo, dude. I am so. It was an honor to have you on the show because there's so much false information out there, and so many people jumping on this. You know, United States is evil. Thus, let's forget about Venezuela you know, storyline, which I am, you know, I've had you and others on this show. I've been following this situation for quite some time. And, you know, from the Bitcoin perspective, but, but still it, we've, we've gotten bits and pieces of beyond Bitcoin from you also. And yeah, it's, it's pretty bad what's been going on there. And let's, it, it's true what's been going on there. And it's true that the people are tired of this stuff and that it's complete corruption in their government. So your final thoughts, Max. Uh, no, thank you for having me, man. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to, to like spread the word about what is what is going on in here, and uh, thank you for for all the help and all the content you create about Bitcoin. It's really helping people in here. Uh, uh, like like I always say, uh, every guy who who spread the word is saving one life at a time here in Venezuela. So and. Actually, there is another interview with a friend of mine. Uh, he did an interview with uh, Pom. I, I forget the, the name of the guy, like uh, Edwin Pompiano or something like that. He had a, a podcast on YouTube and he, he interviewed uh, my friend. Uh, he goes like, uh, his Twitter handle is Codo X. So go and listen to that. It's also a great interview that have a lot of uh, inside info info about what's going on in Venezuela. Actually, send, yeah, send, yeah. send me send me that link and I will put it below this video. But yeah, you go on to what you were saying. Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, don't believe everything you read about Venezuela in, in like in your socialist network media that you have in your country. Like, do your own research. Listen to the people who is living in here. Listen to the people who is starving in here and who is struggling in here, so you, you can have like the real picture. And yeah, that's it, man. And, and I can anytime that you want to know about Venezuela, hit me up, man. I I I will answer you on Twitter and follow me. I do that. Uh, I tweet a, not a lot, but I, I I retweet a lot of stuff about my country, so uh, the, the guys outside can see what's really happening here. Okay, we will include all those links. And I do, I think he makes a very good uh, final point there, people. In this time of incredible technology, incredible communication, we've got a bunch of people believing what some people in an office in LA or New York write, while all we, we can all easily get in touch and watch what actual people in Venezuela are saying. Why not get the news from the horse's mouth? That's what this show has been all of, all about. We went straight to the source. We didn't have Fox do it for us or CNN tell us what's going on. We went we went to a guy in Venezuela. It was simple yeah. as that. And I think we need I think we need more people to do that. It's it's not that hard to do. Uh, media people and uh, and other you don't have to be in the media to create something like that. I created this. I I do a Bitcoin channel, so it's it's not that hard. But again, 
thank you very much for being on and tell us tell us everything that's going on down there. And I will I'll update the links right after we go off the air. So all right, dudes, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Once I update them, pound the like button, bang that bell button to get a reminder. I do a new show every day. We'll be back with Bitcoin stuff tomorrow, which is Monday. And I guess if you're in America, don't get too drunk today and uh, have fun watching TV. See you guys. Bye-bye.